Hello and welcome back to another episode of Zap. My name's Beck. And my name's Jono. And Zap was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. And so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure by finding weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it and we make segments somewhat loosely related to it. But before we find ourselves stuck into the episode today, I wanted to wish you, Beck, a happy National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. Oh, I like to and that, yeah. To celebrate, uh, I'd like to air another one of my controversial food opinions. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I reckon Neapolitan ice cream is garbage. Oh, okay. What? I, um, I need more before I contest yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> now, I am strictly uh, anti-strawberry ice cream, so that oh, rules out a third well, of the tub instantly, <laughs> yeah. right? And then the vanilla ice cream is very much meh. Like, don't get me wrong, vanilla ice cream can be very, very good. A good vanilla is a good vanilla, mm-hmm. but in a Neapolitan tub, it just seems to be a worse quality vanilla. That's... That's the sort of I don't know. That's I've always found it's kind of just eh, subpar vanilla in a Neapolitan, um, and then that just leaves the chocolate ice cream as the only redeeming factor. You see, well, That's- this is this is why it's a good thing, right? Because would you rather get one tub of chocolate that maybe some people like and some people don't, or get Neapolitan? And there's three flavors to choose from. Like I agree with you on the vanilla. I I think the vanilla in Neapolitan. Wait, now I've forgotten how to say it. Neapolitan <laughs> is mm. is just not that great. Like, why yeah. would you? So then I scoop up on the strawberry and chocolate because I like both of them. And, and everyone's happy. Except you, apparently, Johnny. But, it's, well, <laughs> but my thing is, right, even if you like all three ice creams, I feel like you're better off just getting a good tub of each instead of one third in my opinion, good ice cream, <laughs> the next third terrible ice cream, and the last third forgettable. That oh. sees that's that's where I'm at. Because if you like the strawberry and the chocolate, mm. just get a tub of strawberry and chocolate. If, but- if you like strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla, get a good tub of each, and then you're going to have a far better experience. You can still have a scoop of each. I'm not, I don't want to deprive anyone of their selection, of their choice, but I feel like if you just buy a tub of the same size of each, then... It'll cost probably a similar amount, maybe. I have no, really? I haven't done a any tub math of on each. This. Okay, Neapolitan is no, not no, 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 triple not, the price. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Oh. no. That's I, I mean, then like you'll still get like instead of having to buy three tubs of Neapolitan over like I don't know how, <laughs> three months, right? You get one tub of each, and then you just you take a scoop from each. And so if you have three tubs and three tubs, it's probably going to be a similar sort of price, but you're getting better ice cream and. <laughs> Uh, the, look, I'm... You get the same <laughs> amount. So if you buy three tubs of each, right, once, and you buy three tubs of Neapolitan, you're yeah. getting the same amount of each ice cream, aren't you, as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, my, but my you think thing it tastes is, uh, better in the other one. Yeah, you're going to get better ice cream, I feel. <laughs> and it's going to be a similar price, and you're just going to have a better time. Uh, well, I, I, I think I'm never going to buy a tub of Neapolitan on my own. Like, I'm not going to get yeah. a, a solo. But I think it's it's the sharing element of Neapolitan that kind of makes sense. But, uh, you and know, that's another see. thing, I, I, a big <laughs> opinion I have about food. Sharing. sharing. I don't know. Whoever came up with that, I, I need to have a word. Um, Sorry, we really that- got on a tangent. 
actually have. I knew Fight that would up. happen. Whenever I bring up my controversial food opinions, <laughs> this happens. Um, but yeah, now that I have aired that absolute stinker of a food opinion, let us jump into today's story, which hits close to home for this former cinema boy. Now... Aww. On this podcast, uh, Beck, I've spoken at great length about the various unwelcome guests I've endured in my days of cinema work, uh, from people sneaking in to... I don't think I've spoken about smelly guests, but boy, howdy, have there been some, <laughs> and even straight-up dangerous individuals. Mm. Um, but one thing that we were mostly safe from inside the shopping centre I worked in was nature itself. Now, we did... I did... <laughs> At some stage, have some run-ins with some pigeons. Oh. Um, and, of course, they were probably just spying on us for the government, for as sure. pigeons do. Um, and we did have a fair few problems stemming from, like, rainwater after big storms and whatnot. But, for the most part, the great outdoors remained exactly that. It was outdoors. Um, it was out. It was out. That was, <laughs> that was the, big, the big part of the great yes. outdoors that yes. I enjoyed um, about being in the cinema, is that the outdoors was not in the cinema. <laughs> But for one cinema in Alaska, the great of the outdoors decided to let itself in for a bit. Now, it's a sunny day in the little city of Kenai, uh, which resides in a small... Sorry, in which resides a small movie theatre. It's a quaint little venue. It's got only three uh, screens there at this little little city city theatre. And... um, it's it's got three screens there. It's got a concessions booth, um, amenities, and also on this particular day, uh, an enormous moose. Um, now I say enormous because moose are huge. Like we don't have anything in Australia that really compares to the size and enormity of a moose. You mean like an an animal? I'm sure we have yeah, some things. Yeah, I'm sure there's <laughs> things that are big enough. Yeah, no, you're right. That's that's a very good distinction. Um, but like, because we've got cows. And they're pretty big, but not um, yeah, not that big. Like cows would probably stand anywhere. I've I've done, and this is like really bare minimum scratching the surface research here. Um, but a cow would probably stand somewhere between five and six feet tall on average. Wait, but I've mo- just unlocked a memory of mine. Do you remember, Jono? We talked about that cow. Was it like that? Nickers. Nickers. <laughs> Nick is the cow who was the steer who was Nick too big for cow. abattoir and so he gets to live out the rest of his days prancing around the fields. Oh, Nick is the cow. Okay, you keep going. I'll check how big Nick is the cow is. Oh, huge. Absolutely <laughs> huge. But yeah, so the average cow would probably stand anywhere from five to six feet tall um, on Nick average. Nick is coming but- in at six foot four. <laughs> Six foot four, Nickers is pretty big. But mooses, or I get meese. Me- I keep it? thinking it should be meese, meese, but I don't think it is. Or is it just moose? Moose. Mo- no, mouse. it can't be just moose. Because, like, sheep is sheep and sheep. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a weird <laughs> sentence. Sheep is, like, the plural and the singular. But is moose? You it's, have a moose. It's just moose, And yeah. you have multiple moose. Yeah. It's I wrong to write mooses. And meese. Fair enough. It's just moose. And meese. So, moose... <laughs> can stand to be like six foot 11. Oh Alaskan goodness. moose can be six foot 11 with the largest Terrifying. found standing at over seven foot eight <laughs> is one of the biggest they've found. So these things are enormous, like Imagine huge. seeing one in your seat and being like, um, excuse me, excuse, excuse. <laughs> that's my seat. I would I'm not. I'm pretty sure I booked these. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I can guarantee that as a, as a, cinema, a, a former cinema employee, 
what I do not want to see standing in my foyer <laughs> is a six foot eleven, six hundred kilo beast. Yeah, uh, no. just and but you know. It wasn't too different than your regular patron because much like the average cinema goer, it came just for the popcorn. Oh. It came in, it saw it, it went up to a little display that had some popcorn on it and just started eating the popcorn. It was there oh. for maybe ten minutes, um, and after a bit of shewing from an employee, it's like, Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> He read the room. <laughs> yeah, he read the room. And I'm not surprised he was shooed out because if there's one thing cinemas don't like, it's people eating snacks they've not bought from the candy bar. <laughs> So we just heard a story about a moose that just wanted a little snacky snack and it got me, (laughs) it was harmless, it was harmless. And it it got me thinking of something from when I was growing up that I didn't realize had a term for it actually until of course it was brought to my attention on TikTok and (laughs) of course, and that is that I grew up in an ingredients only household. Now, for those, and I'm not sure if you know, Jono, but for those who don't know, an ingredients-only household basically means you don't have any pre-made, like, snacky food just around your house. So, like, nothing nothing that's ready to eat. So, okay. you need to get a bit creative if you want to have a snack. Like, you can't just go to the pantry and get, like, a, a mini bag of chips or, like, a roll-up or... Yeah. yeah. Any any kind of, like, little ready-to-made snack food. It's it's more ingredients. And so, if you're in a snacky mood, that's when you go into survival snack mode. And, yes. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, but I, I completely back an ingredients-only household. And I think, honestly, the snacks end up being better because you have to be a bit more creative. You, You've learned it. Exactly. You've, like, had to prepare this snack dish and it's all just a bit of fun and I'm very thankful for my mom and dad who bought these ingredients you'll hear in, in a moment some of these did get quite creative um but yeah I I'm definitely not shaming on being an ingredients only household I loved it and I'm very thankful for it um like I just had to be clear on that because I didn't want anyone to think I'm no. anti-ingredients only households no I'm, I'm pro we were, we were like fairly ingredients only like yeah. we didn't have really snacky things like if we get home from school in the afternoon peanut butter toast happy yeah, days exactly i think it's like it's more common to be an ingredients in the household at least that's what i think i think but then yeah. some there are those friends like you'd go up to, over to the house after school and you'd be like damn you have everything Whoa. in your pantry <laughs> like yeah what is this like i remember one of my friend had like mini jellies and i was like this is insane mini jellies yeah like in, that in is plastic insane. cups that, was that is crazy. insane yeah <laughs> that's that's madness yeah <laughs> if i want a jelly i'm having a full jelly i'm not having a mini jelly oh yeah I, i'm waiting like seven hours for my jelly to be ready <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, it takes. that's what it's like in an ingredients yeah. only household <laughs> Now, I feel like the prime time sort of when it kind of hits that you're in an ingredients-only household is, and this was the scenario that came to my head when I was thinking about it. It's like, it's a Saturday, you're home from school, it's around 2 p.m. and you realize you're a bit snackish after lunch mm. and you're you're playing The Sims, right? That, well, that's what at least I was probably doing at 2 p.m. on a Saturday yeah. <laughs> when I was in school. And so I needed to get creative because you open the pantry and there's just nothing there. And I want it, well, there's everything there. But nothing you can easily eat. <laughs> yeah, unless so, fistfuls of flour or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I could have, like, for this list, gone on TikTok and found some of the things there. Or there were lots of articles on it. But I thought there was no one better to consult than my brother and my sister and myself. We mm. we 
fired up the group chat and we were like, okay, what were some of the snacks that we used to have as an ingredients only household? And so here is a list of things that we used to eat as snacks when there was, and I'm doing finger quotes, when there was like nothing to eat. So you have to like make your own snacks. Yeah, nothing ready to eat. Yeah. (laughs) So let's open the pantry. Let's see what's inside. So (laughs) one of the, and now this one was a little treaty treat snack, would be eating choc chips. As, as yes! a snack. <laughs> yes! Making choc chips. Yes! yes! <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was extra survival mode if they were like choc melt, not like oh, a choc chip. Oh, yes. Yeah. So like, because mum used to bake choc chip cookies all the time, but sometimes you just don't feel like full on making cookies. So you're like, I'll just no. eat the choc chips. That's, that, that'll get, get me by, tied me over. Such a, that, that, <laughs> uh, that unlocked me. Yeah, yeah. There. You must be an ingredients old household if you're like, yes, I totally get that. Because yeah. <laughs> yes. So the next one, and I think other people may have done this as well, but my siblings and I actually have a name for it. And it's what we call a peanut butter lollipop. So it's where you oh. literally get a teaspoon and you just yes. get a big spoonful of peanut yes. butter. It's like, that's like staple food. Yeah, and you like slowly lick it because it's like oh my a lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we're relating on this. <laughs> the next one is like we would always have tortillas for some reason. <laughs> so it would be like either putting Nutella on a tortilla or if there was yeah. hummus, we'd put hummus on the tortilla yeah. and you roll it up and eat that. Which like Nutella on a tortilla sounds like it would be nice, but it doesn't actually go that well and so I remember like every time I'd eat it I'd be like oh yeah this is all right <laughs> this is yeah. it's satisfying the craving but it's not you know possible enough yeah yeah <laughs> the next one and this was one of my favorites once I discovered it I was like this is game changing it is cinnamon toast yes sure. yes <laughs> what I feel like we ate the exact same food growing up so if anyone doesn't know cinnamon toast, like the simplest way to cook it, and this is good when you're craving something sweet, it's just to- toast, obviously, butter, a lot of butter, some cinnamon, you sprinkle it on, and then sugar. It's that yeah. easy, and it's so good. That always hit every single time. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like some right now, actually. <laughs> the- oh, I'm totally going yeah. some after this. <laughs> The next one, and this one might be a bit more niche, but I think actually a lot of people store their bread in the freezer, right? Because like if you buy yeah. bread in bulk, you store it in the freezer. So sometimes my siblings and I would just eat frozen bread. Frozen bread. <laughs> because, yeah. Did you used to do that as well? Eat the frozen uh, bread. With um, maybe like with if I had like raisin toast. Oh. Like definitely raisin toast frozen is just like great, oh, but I, I don't think I'd eat much bread. just frozen normal bread. Oh, I love a bit of frozen white bread. I haven't done it in a while, but it, yeah, it, sometimes if you're in the mood, it used to hit different. It was good. Mm. This one I didn't really get around as much, but I know that my brother used to eat this a lot and it was, we always seemed to have like cashews in the pantry Ooh. as well, like a bag of cashews. I didn't really, yeah. that never really satisfied it for me, but my brother used to do that a lot. This one is a bit more fancy, I think. This required a bit more time. It was like we'd often have like a plain biscuit, like saladas or or rice yeah. crackers. They often didn't satisfy the craving on its own. So we would cut up like tomatoes, slices of tomato and slice of cheese and then grate great. some pepper on top. And that, that was... Is, that is still like a, an amazing <laughs> yeah. snack. That is a top tier yeah, snack. They're good. They're good. I feel like, yeah, that's sort of like bending the rules a little bit because... That one's got a few ingredients, but it was it was oh, so good. I love having that. And then this one was where it starts to 
go a bit rogue. So my brother remembered or reminded us of this one. And it was like, if we'd have a cucumber, literally just like taking a bite off the end of a cucumber yeah, and like putting it back in. Yeah. Why not? Put it's it, oh, and then put it back oh, in. Yeah. That is that is deviant behavior. <laughs> well, I never did that. I think I used to, or if I bit it off the cucumber, I'd then cut off the bit where I bit and then eat that. Why as would well. you not just? Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like just cutting it off to start with is a more efficient process. It's not as satisfying than the big like. When yeah, you're I suppose that is nice. Yeah. Yeah, and then this one, I often didn't really do this one. I think this one is more my brother, but he said a spoon of Milo. So I'm not sure oh, how. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, Milo again was just like a really good a good way to go. Yeah, it was. It it did. It's sort of a hungry, thirsty. Like it it satisfies yeah. both itches. I had um, a Milo tonight. Actually, oh, I was I was in yeah, the mood for a Milo, and I had a Milo. Damn, that sounds good. This one, I thought we'd finish on this one. I think I remember mentioning this back when we did radio, but this one sort of also bends the rules a bit. But I remember it was. This was when I was in year 12, and I think by that stage we, we like, weren't so much an ingredient in the household. But I think it was one night when I was studying, and it was I was in year 12, so, like, you're you're a bit, like, you're not fully yourself then. You're yeah. stressed, you're, you're kind of, like, thinking about everything at once. And this one particular night, I was, like, it was, like, almost midnight, I think, and I was, like, I'm so hungry, I need to eat something. But of course I went to the pantry and I was like, there's nothing to eat. So I ended yeah. up getting a bread roll and I cooked two minute noodles and then I put the two minute noodles on the bread roll and ate that it like a sandwich. Mind blowing. It That's was- great. <laughs> That's really, really good. Yeah. It was insane. I can't even remember if it was good. I think I was in a bit of a delusional state, but it satisfied the craving. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, like, I feel like that's that's almost like a cultural food, that one. Because I've seen... I can't remember what it was called. I need to find out what it's called. Um, I want to see. It's literally people take a, a, a pie and put it between two slices of bread. What? Okay, I haven't seen that one. That, um, what, what do they call it? Just a pie sandwich? It is... Oh, my gosh. Oh, a, a Wigan... Something or other. Wigan. Oh, hang on. They should have just called it a pie sandwich. I mean, call the spade a spade. <laughs> I cannot find the... A Wigan Slappy is what it's what? called. Is this yep. from Australia? This is from England. No, oh, no, no. This is a, a British thing. It you does take, sound British. <laughs> yeah, you take a, um, a... I don't know what kind of pie it is. Some sort of... A, a pork, A pork pie. Oh, pork. And you chuck that between two bits of bread and you've got... A pie in bread called a Wigan Slappy. No, that just seems inconvenient. Like, <laughs> just eat well, the pie, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like if you have a pie that is particularly like, um, like it's not like a, as chunky of a pie, right? Say it, say it's a looser pie. Then having that bread there is just like an extra layer of protection from getting the pie on your hands. That's true. That's true. The way I eat pies, though, totally, like, disregards the, the Wigan sandwich. Uh, yeah, I'm like, no, cut the I, lid off, um, you know, that whole thing. Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> the, the lid method is probably the best yeah. way to do it. <laughs> we should do the Higgins, or I mean Wiggins, on a, on a trial live, perhaps. The Wigan Slappy, yeah. <laughs> Cultural foods was that the podcast. Yes. <laughs> now, Beck, this yes. podcast is a wealth of knowledge. It Always. is 
a fount of information. Some have even said a cup overfloweth with data. <laughs> now, some may also scoff and tell me that I'm foolish or that this podcast is a trivial affair, but to that I retort with a <laughs> testimonial. Ooh. A testimonial of a young man. A young man who prior to November 2020 did not know that the ultimate beach biscuit was in fact a chicken crimpy. Who did not know the ultimate festive film was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm. Who did not know that the ultimate servo ice cream was Golden Gay Time, nor that red frogs are the ultimate party bag treat. Beck, that young man is me. <laughs> I did not know these things. And not because I didn't do my research. Not because I didn't care, because I did care. Beck, it was because the world did not yet know the answers to these oh, questions. I'm crying. I'm crying. And it was through the power of Zap and its audience that the world gained this knowledge. But today, Beck, today marks the beginning of a new venture, a fresh step onto new ground. Today, we go where no Sydney-based podcast, to my knowledge, <laughs> has gone before. But what question is the world unknowingly yearning to answer? I'm ready. That question, Beck. What is the ultimate snack to sneak into a cinema? <gasps> Ooh, for the I first like time it. ever, we are asking not only for for good consumables, but mm. for consumables that are inconspicuous. Snacks that are not only amazing, but can be kept low profile. Oh, okay. So I feel like that's right. got to be an integral part of this. Because we've looked at ultimate biscuits and ultimate pie bag treats and uh, we may see the return of some old favorites mm, i'm i'm open true. to that but i do want to set some ground rules and guidelines before we start to get some submissions right, right. because submissions i feel like and this is this is very uh, open to interpretation but i feel like they must be arguably snackable like okay. in the context of a movie, because you're right. there for a couple of hours, and it's you got It's got to be like you're not going to bring a, a a whole roast chicken in with you. Well, right? because I was going to say, I think one of the best things I've snuck into a movie cinema in terms of food was a whole pad thai. But I think that's a kind of different. I, I with a good enough argument, <laughs> I feel like that could be an acceptable Ooh, submission. Okay, okay. okay. See, I'm I'm happy to to accept arguments mm. on, on if these you can things. yeah if you can defend it then yes exactly we can make it work. <laughs> there, there must be creative freedom. Mm. Um, the not only must it be snackable, but it must be sneakable, and Ooh. this is multifaceted because it must be able to be carried into the cinema undetected. Um, and this is a warning now to people who are who are planning to submit silly ideas, right? I will veto <laughs> clearly unsneakable items. Like a baguette? Well, like actually, a baguette. If you I can... feel like you have a lot of trouble sneaking a full-size baguette into a cinema. I feel like people will take this as a challenge, right? Because if they feel very strongly about a movie snack, like they could sneak it in if they wanted to. So well, you I... need photographic evidence of you sneaking this in. <laughs> We're going to get no submissions. Yeah. Well, okay, no. Let's say someone was like, wanted to do baguette. Okay. Then, yeah. yeah. We want to see, we want to test your metal. Yes, exactly. And we need you to sneak one in and provide the receipts. Yeah. Otherwise, um, we won't be accepting something like baguette. <laughs> so that that's the first facet of sneakable. Mm. Um, now, the second facet Ooh. of sneakable is that it must not be uh, discoverable or in, I suppose, a way disruptive during the film. 
because mm. so you've got to watch out anything with strong aromas or things that are like very repetitively loud <laughs> to eat are probably um well i guess above what a normal cinema would sell would be not not able to be submitted to to this thing um right. and Maybe even this one I've just thrown in there because I thought this could maybe get some people thinking. Um, but if you can think of a snack or, or an item that would pair well or could potentially be combined with regular cinema fare, you might have a leg up as well. That could be an interesting, interesting angle to go from. So with these rules and guidelines um, out of the way, um, it, does anything spring to mind for you, Beck? Well, I, I actually have a clarifying question before we just oh, yes. dive in as well. Is it or can it be something that you could buy at the cinema already, but you just like don't want to pay for it? So like the thing that I love bringing to the movies is Maltesers, but I'm sorry to say this, Jono, I often <laughs> I often sneak in my own. Um, ah, down, than- down with the cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> um, they I were good when I was there. <laughs> So I'm like, does that count or does it need to be a bit more creative than that? I than feel like, like, yeah, I feel like outside of what a cinema would regularly okay. sell. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. Well, ooh, okay, this is this is tricky. I feel like the guidelines kind of need make you think a little bit about it. Yeah, you have um, to be, it's tough because I was thinking like immediately, of course, my mind went to the greatest lolly of all time, in my opinion, which is, of course, the Sal Gecko. But whilst it is extremely suited to the snack part of this brief, I'm afraid it doesn't meet my standard for sneakable because they're individually wrapped. Right. And while it, I think it's excusable to open your packet of lollies at the start yeah, of the for movie, sure, for sure. if I'm then individually unwrapping the, the smaller ones inside of that throughout the movie, that's a repetitive, annoying, loud noise. Mm. And I feel like... I feel like it wouldn't be as strong of a contender. Could it be but submitted like, still? Arguably, yes. But would it be as strong of a contender in the grand scheme of the, the tournament, of the showdown? I don't think so. But but I just need to... Sorry. I need to kind of yeah. clarify question. Yeah, yeah. More, so more why, why does it need to be sneakable throughout the entire length of the movie? Isn't the goal just to get it in and then once you're in, it's basically fair game? Well, here's a, you've, you've got a, a few things. You've got people... <laughs> um, well, at least in my day, uh, doing what's called a cinema check, where they go in and they like walk up and down the aisle. And if they're as they're walking into the cinema, and maybe you've not seen their torch uh, yet, because sometimes they don't turn it on until they're actually walking up. Um, if they're hearing this, you're discovered, right? But would they kick um, me out for having a sour gecko? Depends. Um, <laughs> depends if you didn't share really? your sour geckos. <laughs> and if the manager is a certain Mister Jono. <laughs> yes. Um, well, probably not, but I feel like you're discovered at that point <laughs> okay. and, and you've defeated the purpose of trying to be incognito here. Um, oh, and that's made me nervous though, because as soon as I'm in, I'm like, Phew, I'm safe, right? Like I got to be never safe. <laughs> well, the other, the other part of it is that say you've got something with, um, a, a strong aroma, maybe you've decided to bring a thermos and some two minute noodles in, mm. right? And it, it has quite a, quite a smell going. The other people in the cinema might be annoyed by that smell or just by the repetitive sounds. And so that's something you've got to... If You could get dobbed on. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it, has, it has happened. Really? It oh has happened. 
Oh, people will complain about anything, Beck. I tells you. Uh, I feel like because I haven't seen the other side of it that I'm viewing it differently because I, I'm viewing it purely as a consumer. And well, I'm we've like, got both sides of the coin here, though, yeah. and I feel like I feel like together we can we can <laughs> review submissions and come to a conclusion whether okay. they fit the bill, okay. um, or if if maybe they don't, and maybe. Okay. Maybe this will go nowhere because we won't find good submissions <laughs> do you, or, do you have or we won't example? agree. Do you have an example? Well, yeah, I was thinking um, after after my tossing and turning with the Sour Geckos, mm. I think a better option and a, a an, I would say an equally good snack for its category is Byron Bay Cookie Bites. Ooh, they okay. are They're very phenomenal. Good. They're, They're so good. good. The I, Dotty ones? Oh, like the dotty those? ones are good. But actually, I kind of... I just go for the milk choc chip now. Oh, yeah. They're good. I like because, big chunks. Yeah. Oh, so... Oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't... I, I, I'm... I've been looking, actually, on a couple of occasions to bulk buy them. Ooh. <laughs> but I can't find anywhere that sells them bulk to just some bloke. <laughs> we need to go straight to the source. We need to go to Byron yeah. Bay Cookie and... Oh, well, I'm driving to Byron Bay <laughs> tonight. Well, this whole episode has got me very snacky. I'm very hungry. Yeah, very <laughs> snacky. I'm going to I'm going to have a my, another Milo. Yeah. <laughs> and a cinnamon toast after this. Yeah. But um we'll put up on our socials um some stuff to put your submissions in for the ultimate yep. cinema sneaky snack. Is that what we're calling it? Ultimate Oh, s- cinema sneaky snack is good. Okay. I like that. Okay. Ultimate cinema sneaky snack. And we would love to hear your submissions and we'll review them next week. So today we have been talking about some snacky snacks and honestly, it's like we made this show around this segment because it is time (laughs) for Try It Live. And you'd think we could have done snacky snacks like a lot of times before because we have had a lot of snacky snacks and I feel like we've got a lot of good episodes about snacks as well. But definitely have. (laughs) But we actually also last week highlighted a lot of the Try It Lives that we've done. And we do have some pretty exciting ones coming up. And I know that we've been getting some Zap listener submissions. So we're very thankful for that. And we will do our best to try them all. Because that's what we're here for. We're here to try them so you don't have to. (laughs) And and if they're great, then you can go and try them. But you haven't had to go through some of the the hurt that that may occur. Horror. The yeah. horror that the food industry produces. <laughs> so today, without a further ado, so Jono knows that we are trying pizza pockets because yes. I had to drop them off at his house, but he's not 100% sure what type of pizza pockets they are. So the type of pizza pockets that we are trying today, they're from McCain. They have not done it again because McCain. I don't think this has ever been done before. Yeah. <laughs> Does McCain make pizza pockets? They do now, yeah. It's, oh, I totally yeah. thought this was like a just American thing. No, yeah. This is... Oh. I, I remember having these in school. Not these exact ones, but I remember having pizza pockets in school and I can't remember if they were McCain. They might have been a weird off-brand, yeah. but... No, I I did not realise this was like a thing in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Well, the more you know. And it gets even more Australian when you realise that these pizza pockets are cheesy Vegemite pizza pockets. Oh, <laughs> that is... That is Australian. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> gosh. It's, it's kind oh. of 
I don't know. It says on the box, all it really says about it is like cheesy Vegemite pizza pockets with a tomato-based sauce. So I've got no idea what's... (laughs) I don't know what's actually inside. Oh, wait, here we go. There's a thing on the back. It says, proudly Aussie made a taste of... A tasty blend of cheesy Vegemite and tomato sauce in a traditional round crust. That's all we really know. I think that's it. Right. That's Veg- yeah. kind of terrifying. <laughs> and you know what else is terrifying, actually? Mm. So, of course, we've had to, we've had to cook these yes. uh, to have them ready for consumption. And Beck sent me um, <laughs> a picture of the cooking instructions. And so you can either... We've, we've both gone for oven, or I've gone for, like, air fryer, mm. but... And that's like 20 minutes in the oven or air fryer. And um, the other cooking method is microwave, (laughs) which makes sense. But it's 70 seconds in a microwave (laughs) or 20 minutes in an oven. I should have done one in the microwave just to see. Just, I don't know. But yeah, it's scary. (laughs) 70 seconds to 20 minutes. Like that's a big uh, time difference. That's at least four tuna in time. Like- <laughs> oh, we're not measuring time with tuna now. <laughs> well, should quick one quick question before we try these. I wanted to ask Jono, have you had like a Vegemite and cheese sandwich before? Is that something that you had growing up? Not a sandwich. I've had mm. like a, a cheesy mite scroll okay. from okay. Baker's Delight. Yeah. Not a sponsor. And- and what's what's your general sentiment towards them so far? Do you like them? They're fine. Like okay. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a massive fan, but right. I, I wouldn't like put stick my nose up at them. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. I I quite like them. I quite enjoy them. So I am looking forward to this because I really like pizza pockets as well. So I think whilst they're still piping hot, Jono and I did both slightly overcook ours. I mean, yeah, with a seventy second time, we probably could have underestimated the oven time (laughs) but we went with the 20 minutes so mine's a little bit crisp but that's the problem when we have to cook try it lives it leaves a lot of room for human error so (laughs) and sometimes creativity yeah (laughs) but let's shall we shall we bite it yeah i think we shall okay i'm I'm going in Mm. oh my gosh i really like that Mm. Do you like it? Oh, that's a lot of bread. <laughs> yeah. It's crusty. Okay. I should probably finish my food before mm. I <laughs> give a statement. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's very dry. Maybe that's I think that's that partially we my it. fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're usually soft. So I think we'll take that out of the equation. It does not- taste very pizza-y. Yeah, but I'm not sure I'm getting strong Vegemite flavours in it. That is a very good point. Mm. I was just thinking, hey, the tomato goes all right with this. <laughs> but it's because you really don't get Vegemite. Like yeah. you can, you, it's like a, a very faint whisper of Vegemite. Mm. But I suppose when you're combining the flavors of Vegemite and also pizza... I don't think you can have a strong Vegemite flavour. That's true. That's true. Maybe this is the best way they could make it work. Mm. And so they've oversold the product. True. Because if I went into this thinking, I can't wait to taste the Vegemite, I would be severely disappointed. Because it's mm. just not... It's not there. It's it's overpowering tomato. I am... This is actually like quite a tasty little treat. Yeah, I can't stop eating it though and saying that. 
I, I think it it just tastes like a normal pizza pocket, really, which I think is wow. why it's quite nice. I've been converted to pizza pockets. <laughs> Have you had one before, like a normal? Never. One? Wait, no. really? Yeah, oh well, that was the thing. I thought this was just an American thing. Oh. I didn't realize we even had them, let alone no. oh. with Vegemite. Okay. Well, sorry, I can't stop eating them. Excuse me. <laughs> It's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> actually really good. Um, well, yeah, I think you need to try some OG ones as well because they do like bacon and cheese ones. There's a Hawaiian one. Oh, There's... not a Hawaiian oh, one. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Okay. I guess you'll no, have the I'm bacon. A <laughs> <laughs> Another one of my, my terrible food opinions. Not terrible. <laughs> I stand by it. Yeah. I will die on that hill, but controversial. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I'm spilling it everywhere. Well... Shall we? Ooh, that bit was a little bit veggie mighty. Hmm. It comes and goes. Yeah. Mm. It is. That's um, but that's the thing, right? It's a bit veggie mighty, <laughs> but it's not a lot veggie mighty. Mm. I don't know. I think it's tasty. Um, I, would I seek it out? Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like. And this is just a guess, seeing as I'm I'm no pizza pocket connoisseur, but I I have a strong feeling I would enjoy a regular pizza pocket a whole bunch more than this. You would, you would. The the just overall flavors in a normal pizza pocket are better, like more cheesy, more tomatoey. They've got bacon in them if you like bacon. So yeah, I think yeah. And I was from a purely aesthetic perspective as well. I'm not <laughs> sold on the on the weird brown. Yeah, no, that's fair. It is it is a bit of a looks like mystery surprise. Like like in a cafeteria <laughs> when they'd like slop yeah, something yeah, out on a plate. Yeah. Like that's what the mystery inside of this slop. pizza pocket looks like. So yeah, not the most appealing appealing food, but it's oh, not but possible. Bad. Yeah, very oh, possible. Yeah. Satisfactory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in that case, I'm probably, you know, we rate out a five here on Zap. So I'm probably mm. going to give it, oh, I don't know, maybe like a 2.7. Like it's not groundbreaking. It's not amazing, but it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. Mm. Yeah. I think I should, I should try and eat this <laughs> after we, we finish the stop. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Be warned, it is addictive. <laughs> yeah. Um. I would, I'd probably say about a 2.5, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Like it's, I think bang it's in just the like, yeah, bang in the middle. I think it's fine. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not offensive, but it's not something I'd probably go for again. Yeah. Like in, in any hurry. Like I'm, I'd eat it, but it's not something I would choose to purchase and um, above other and consume above other things, yeah. I feel. I feel like it's a bit different to some of our other try it lives where we're either like, go try this or definitely do not try this. Like this one's just like, I mean, eh. Like, if you like pizza and very, very vague flavours of Vegemite, then... Yeah, oh. then maybe, but... <laughs> yeah, even still, that's, that's just the yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess Jono and I better go and finish these off. <laughs> yeah, so that, off does, that does just about wrap us up uh, for the episode today. Thank you very much for tuning in, uh, having a little listen um, and all those sorts of things. Um, <laughs> we have social media is that we the podcast do. on instagram that's the place you can find us that's where we do all of our things um if you want to participate in the in the submissions phase of the yes. tournament go and do that now um because that's going to be very exciting and i think we're gonna have a lot of fun with it um, another big thing actually is our merch zap the podcast dot the print bar 
dot com dot yes. au. Um, no, 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 what it is. No Tattoo it so on that, your eyelids so when you yeah. blink, it's always there. <laughs> Zapthepodcast.theprintbar.com um, because I can't remember if I mentioned it last week, but I have put up a brand new <gasps> shirt design. I don't think I mentioned it I last week. I don't think week. you did, yeah. Um, but it is our <laughs> our favourite unit of measurement yes! is now available <laughs> on the Zap the Podcast merch store. It is the tuna it is the measurement of tuna. This shirt, um, it shows you uh, the the measurements of a tuna, all the, the all the different parts of a tuna. You can now, you too can know where the the dorsal fin and the pectoral <laughs> fin is. So you've got all sorts of things you can look at there. Um, it's a and really it's a cool design. shirt. It's like yeah. it's funky. Like we said, the other ones were fashion week. This one is actual fashion week. Like it is, it's cool. It's groovy. Mm. And it says in bold letters on the front, tuna dimension, yeah. which uh, just is like a fascinating idea within it of itself. Yeah, so. and what a conversation starter. <laughs> yeah, well, what's the what's the tuna dimension about? And then you can just make something up. Um, and, and then turn around. <laughs> yeah, and then find someone else to start a conversation with. Great yeah. conversation starter. Exactly. Not continuer. Not a continuer that Yeah, one. yeah, you show them the front, they ask you, you turn around, you show them the back, and then you just walk away. And then you walk away. Oh, see, that's what I thought yeah. you were meaning when yeah. you said, turn around i did now i meant show the back the of the shirt page. yeah <laughs> yeah okay well um with that with that flying straight over my head that just about wraps <laughs> us up for today thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of that bye bye <laughs> <laughs>